If you're offering your clients wall portraits, you may think you're boutique, but there's more to being boutique than that. But there's more to being boutique than just that. Today, I'm going to break down once and for all what it means to be a boutique photographer, my friend. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time? I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast, and I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. Recently, I had a photographer attend one of my free classes, and she was super frustrated. She was giving her clients the high-res digitals for a fee, but also had incorporated pieces of the boutique model into what she was doing as well. She was giving her clients the option to order wall portraits. Spoiler alert, most of her clients, get this, didn't order because they had the digitals. (laughs) And she was frustrated with how her business was going. It turns out a lot of photographers are doing this, air quote, hybrid model. They're serving their digital clients hard so that they can charge more than their cheapest competitors, but it's still a digital file model. It's still not enough to give them the life they want. So here's the thing. You can't be boutique-ish boutique-ish, right? You can't have the benefits of full-time income working part-time hours if you don't fully commit to boutique. Now listen, you might be brand new to photography and you're trying to figure all of this out or this might be a refresher for you. And maybe you've been a student of mine or you've been around for a while, but either way, I'm gonna lay it all out for you. You've maybe heard me give this analogy before, but what we're doing is kind of like the difference between a fast food drive through restaurant and a sit-down restaurant that has a table with a view. We always say it's going from a drive through to a table with a view, right? That sit-down restaurant in your market is going to do everything differently than your fast food, your McDonald's, Hardee's, Arby's, right? Everything from their branding to their products and how they deliver it, right? You're driving through and you're reaching out the window and getting it from a person who hands you a bag, right? A brown paper bag for the most part versus a restaurant where they serve it to you, cook to order. The marketing is different. The amount of time people spend there is different. The experience is different. And of course, when you go to a sit-down restaurant and you spend hours you know that when the bill comes, it's going to be more than the fast food restaurant. You know that, right? And you also know that if you wanted to go buy the raw ingredients and cook the meal yourself, you absolutely could. But restaurants are in business all over the place because people want to be taken care of. If your passion isn't cooking, or even if it is, 
it's such a treat to have someone else feed you. And think about it. When you go to a fancy restaurant and you spend hundreds of dollars potentially, that money's gone forever. And I think that's the good news about what we do is that people are buying beautiful artwork from us that's going to be an heirloom that's going to be passed down from generation to generation. So if you're the person telling yourself people only want digital files, you're telling yourself a lie. You just really are. That would be like saying people only want groceries. That's all they want, Sarah. Well, I can tell you what, I like to go out to dinner and there are a lot of people in the world who will pay for someone else to give them that experience and cook them that dinner. So I'm going to go through 12 different things that are different in the digital file model versus the boutique model. All right, so you might want to grab a pen and paper and take some notes here. Number one, your relationship with your client is different. I know for me, I never was a digital file photographer, but I was basically like that because I was giving people the proofs. I started my business during film and I would give them 36, I think, hand-printed prints. We called them proofs, but they were beautiful. They were hand-printed, black and whites, and I charged $75. And I think by the time I bought the film and the processing and the hand-printing, it cost me $65. So all the work I was putting in, if they didn't order, I wasn't making any money, which I realized really quickly, I wasn't making any money. And I wasn't serving my clients. And so... I know what this model is like. I would meet people at the park, hardly knew them. I would drop off their images, you know, their their prints with an order form, hoping they would order, right? It was a hoping strategy. It didn't work. Now, as I'm a boutique photographer, I have such strong, lifelong relationships with so many people. I have clients who've come back to me for, gosh, probably somebody 25 years ago has come back to me. I've been in business 25 years. And so um, I value that and I treasure that. And it makes me feel amazing that I can be a part of people's lives. It's just really cool. So Little relationship with the digital file model and strong relationship with the boutique model. Number two, client experience. With the digital file model, it's a very transactional relationship, right? They're transacting with you. They're driving through, they're giving you money, getting their photos, their little image disc, or maybe you upload them or you throw up an online ordering gallery. No. No, 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 no. That's like a drive-through. You're being transactional versus boutique where it's a relationship. It's like that table with a view. We're investing a lot of time with people and they're investing a lot of time with us, which is amazing. I always say that the more time your clients invest with you, the more money they will invest with your products because it has more value. It has so much more value. Number three, this is important and you maybe haven't thought of this, but the time invested by the client. With the digital file model, there's very little time invested by the client. They show up for their session and likely that's it. Where as the photographer is spending hours and hours and hours retouching, editing, retouching, editing, and the service on the front end, scouting locations and doing all the things that they need to do to make this happen, you're over serving as the photographer. And the client is underinvested in time, in my view. With the boutique model, they're putting as much time in as you because you're having 
time on the phone call where you're bonding. You're having a meeting before the session to plan it, but also to show them all of your cool products and answer all of their questions so that they are ready to order by the ordering appointment. You have the session and then you're sitting down with them for one hour or less for their ordering appointment. So they have six to eight hours invested and you have six to eight hours invested. Something I always say is that the more time your clients invest, the more money they will invest. It just works that way. Versus the out of balance digital file model where you're working a ton and they have very little investment in the whole process. So it's not worth more to them. Number five, customer service. Look, when you're a digital file photographer, you don't really need a lot of customer service, do you? Because you're giving them the raw files and you're sending them off to figure it out on their own. You're not serving them. They have to figure out how to color correct, how to manage exposure, how to find a lab that can print at the quality of a professional photographer when they're not one. And so they can't reach out to you because they have the files. So there's no one there to hold their hand. When you're a boutique photographer, you have margins so that you can fix anything. I remember a, the client who came in and met me at the framers, put the, the frame on her van and then drove off and the frames clomped off the van and bounced on the ground shattering and we took care of her. We reframed it for her. I didn't like to do those things, but I mean, that's what we do for our clients because we can have superior, excellent customer service. That's what bonds people to us and makes them go, oh my gosh, I'm never leaving this person. That is so, 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 so cool. Okay, number six, products. When you're a digital file photographer, I know I said you're like a fast food restaurant, but really you're like a grocery store. You're selling the raw ingredients for people to go home and cook their own meal. When you're a boutique photographer, you offer gorgeous products, right? Artwork, books, and albums, and wall portraits. Not necessarily what I call the knick-knack paddywhack. Those are things like custom jewelry or purses or, I don't know, little small things that sit around. That's not where the margins are, and that's not the heirloom artwork that we want our clients to have. Those can be add-on orders later, but we want to take care of them with beautiful large wall portraits, books, and albums, things like that. Number seven, marketing. Oh my gosh, this is my favorite topic. I love marketing. My company is called Joy of Marketing. I loved marketing in college so much that after I got my master's degree, I taught at the community college here in my city. I just absolutely love it. I can't get enough of it. And when I worked at the advertising agency, a couple of them, my first one was in Memphis, and I worked at the top ad agency as an intern, of course, and I did it because I wanted to work on the big accounts, right? I wanted to see what that looked like. It was my senior year in college and it was unpaid, which luckily I was in a position where I could do that and get credit for it. But what was cool is that we worked on the McDonald's account regionally. And so I had to do some price competitor analyses of all of the fast food restaurants and, and learned quickly, of course, that it's a very price sensitive market. Then when I worked at the local advertising agency who, gosh, they were so talented. One of our clients was a price driven pizza chain and gosh, it was so price sensitive. If they raised their pizza by a quarter, sales went down. If they lowered it by a quarter, sales went crazy. It was insane. So your lower end products, right? Fast food, low end things 
you use price to attract people. So discounting for photographers, they do mini sessions cheap where they give it all away. It's a terrible marketing strategy when you're a boutique business. Your fast food restaurants, your McDonald's, Hardee's, Arby's, they discount. They're always looking at every penny in the price because consumers that they attract are very price sensitive. But when you are going to a sit down restaurant, if the price went up 50 cents, you probably wouldn't even notice it, right? Because you're going for other reasons. So as a boutique photographer, marketing looks like relationships, referrals, educating people, getting involved in your community, networking, which I know a lot of you don't like that networking word, but it can be done in a way that's fun and it positions you as a leader. And then you get a client, you take great care of them and you ask for a referral and then they send you someone and so on and so on. And you build your business in a powerful way, one really amazing client at a time, instead of trying to discount and get a bunch of people in and that doesn't even pay for the ads that it costs to discount to get those clients. Number eight, your sales process. All right, your digital file model photographer, often the sales process is a mailbox. (laughs) I had a student tell me that once. She said she drove to her clients' houses at night and stuck their digital, whatever it was, CD or DVD in their mailbox and left so they couldn't have a conversation in case the client didn't like something. And I'm thinking, okay, well, if the client doesn't like it, you probably should know, (laughs) right? So she had so much fear that she didn't even want to see the client. And for me, that's the best part, right? When they're gushing and they're crying and they're looking at the images that you created. With the boutique model, our sales strategy is serve hard equals sell easy. It's not pushy and salesy. It's not yucky. It's the things we do before the session that help the clients place their order after the session. I don't even like those terms like close the sale, right? Let's close the sale. No, we're going to hold our client's hand and get them excited and help them order. Then they'll leave and they'll feel amazing. I don't think we serve our clients by sending them home to air quote, think about it. Thinking about it, what does that even mean? I'm gonna go home and think about it. You'd be surprised how many photographers have convinced themselves that that's serving their client and really what it's doing is it's adding stress to their lives. It does not serve them. Holding their hand and helping them place their order, whether it's a big order or a small order, isn't pressure, it's service. Number nine, growth potential. Okay, your growth potential, I think the sky's about the limit when you are a boutique photographer because you can get orders that are bigger and bigger and bigger. So you can grow from 100,000 to 200,000 to 300,000. Once you get to a half a million, it looks different, right? And so growing past that is a whole other conversation. But if you can get to 250 to 350, and you're putting a hundred to $200,000 in your pocket, that is pretty amazing. But when you're a digital file photographer, there's very little growth potential because if you're selling your digital files for 200 bucks per session per client, you run out of time, right? So that's the max you can make. Now, sure, you can raise that to 300, but then you do that and you run out of time. So your scalability breaks off. And then what happens is, you're photographing all the time and you have to pay somebody to edit all the files. So there goes your profit. So the growth and profitability potential is not good. Okay, number 10, clients. 
When you are a digital file photographer and your marketing strategy includes discounting or trying to be the lowest priced photographer and you're trying to attract people with price or discounts or mini sessions, you're attracting, write it down, the freeple, cheaple people. The ones who want cheap things, they don't want to pay for it, they don't value it, and therefore they're the hardest clients to serve. I mean, think about it. If you sat outside or, heck, worked at the window at McDonald's, don't you think you'd probably feel pretty bad about yourself at the end of the day? Because people are mean. They complain about everything. Well, I wanted one pickle and not two, or I didn't want a bun, or whatever. It's cold. It's yucky. And they get all of those complainers. Whereas at the nice sit-down expensive restaurant, people say, excuse me, I hate to even bring this up, but I'm missing a piece of my meal that I ordered. And they go, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. I'm going to bring you a complimentary dessert. And they're so kind and it's such an amazing thing. That's because nice restaurants know that they need different kinds of clients. We call them preple people, premium premium, premium clients. Okay. Premium clients are the ones who come in and value what you do and are willing to pay the price. I'm telling you, people who are not price sensitive are my favorite clients in the world. Think about it. If you're selling a luxury car, not all of the people coming there, but many of them are like, oh, I love this car. I love the leather seats and all the cool features and benefits that come with that vehicle and they pay for it and they're happy. They're excellent to serve. Now, there are some wealthy people who are jerks, <laughs> right? And so not all, all uh, people who have money or, or are spending more money are amazing. But for the most part, as a rule, when you have a higher end product, you're getting better customers. You just are. Number 11, competitors. Think about it. When you're serving the lower end of the market, the cheaper market, right, with lower prices, how many competitors do you have? How many competitors are there to McDonald's? There's Hardee's, Arby's, Wendy's, McDonald's, Panera. There are a million of them. Not a million, but there are a lot of them. And usually they cluster up, so they're right there together. And then think about how many sit-down restaurants that have a beautiful view at a table that you love with a server and all the amenities and just you feel amazing when you go there. How many of those are there in your city? We have just probably two or three that are locally owned. We have some Chili's and Applebee's and I think those kind of go somewhere in the middle. Likely though, they're attracting freeple cheaple people, right? They're trying to take an upscale boutique model and, and sort of dumb it down and they're lowering prices. The food quality is not as good. The service is not as good, all the things. And they use price to attract people. So they get a lot of freeple cheaple people. So same thing for photographers. When you're a digital file photographer, you have so many competitors, so many. And when you're a boutique, you have few competitors because most photographers don't want to learn how to run a business. They just want to be a photographer, right? And they're scared to sell and they're scared to serve people. and They're scared to talk to people. They're scared to build a network. They're scared, scared to build a database. And I want you to know that this model isn't easy, but it's not that hard. It's cool once you get into it. And the thing is, most people won't do it. Most photographers are like, ah, oh, it's too much work. I'm just going to be cheap and make a couple hundred bucks every other month. That doesn't have to be you. And if it is you, that's okay. I still love you. The world is an abundant place. Just know that I'm not the mentor for you. Now, number 12, and this is the magic question. Okay. I want to make sure you're really listening to this one. Let's start with the restaurant. When you go to McDonald's, 
do you expect the price to be high or low? You expect it to be low, don't you? Then you go to a delicious sit-down restaurant. It's your birthday and you have your family there and you had a bottle of wine and some appetizers and some dessert and you were there for a couple hours and the atmosphere was amazing and there was music in the background and you just had a, a lovely experience. When that bill comes, is it going to be higher or lower than McDonald's? That seems so obvious, doesn't it? It's going to be higher. Of course it is. Even when people could have bought the groceries on their own and made their own dinner, they still chose to pay more. And when you are a boutique photographer, the same thing will happen. Sure, there are people in the market who want a free pull, cheap pull photographer, <laughs> who want the McDonald's. They just want some images to put on social media or to put in their scrapbook or whatever. But that's not everybody. In every market, there are people who want more. Think about it. There are people who shop at Walmart for everything. And then there are people who go to the custom bike store and they get more expensive bikes. There are people who get custom hats. And there are people who go to Walmart for cheap hats. There are people who buy designer clothing when they could get clothing to put on their body at Walmart. Okay, so everybody values different things. And it doesn't matter where you live. There are people who value photography and would love to be thrilled by you. Keep that in mind. Look, as you can now see, there are a lot of things that make a boutique photographer different beyond just the products you offer and the prices you charge. If your photography business isn't going the way you want it to, even though you feel like you're serving at such a high level, go through this checklist and grade yourself. Grade yourself on how boutique you are because there are likely a few tweaks you need to make to become fully boutique. And look, if you need my help through the transition, DM me and I'll put you in touch with one of my strategy coaches about how we can help you. Because life's too short and for me, I don't think it's fun serving free cheapo people when I am motivated to serve people at the higher level. And when you do that, you just have to charge more and you have to make more, you just do because you're putting more time and effort into it. So let's empty your head trash. Let's make this year amazing. And let's do things differently because we know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. Come on, guys. This is your time. This is your year. Let's do this. Hey, photographer. I've been dying to share some pretty big news with you. And now I finally can. The only three-day event in the world for boutique photographers is back this coming February 28th, March 1st, and 2nd of 2023. It's three whole days of nothing you've ever experienced. Connection, learning, growing, and renewing your passion for your boutique photography business. And the best part? Go Boutique Live is happening online. So no plane ticket or hotel costs, no travel hassles, just you and me and a killer lineup of incredible speakers pouring into you and your business for three whole days. We will be interacting live, chatting, answering your questions and immersing you in all things boutique. Not to mention you get a big box of really cool boutique photographer swag too. Tickets are on sale now, but there are a very limited number of tickets available for the 2023 event. So grab your ticket now at GoBoutiqueLive.com. 
That's GoBoutiqueLive.com and I can't wait to see you there.